Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast coming to you live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, the Sun Devils beat the Oregon State Beavers. Beat them up pretty good, 52-24. They did, they did, yeah. Well, you know, it was uh, it was the game I think we both hoped for. Um, uh, you know, got a little closer near the half uh, than we wanted it, but, you know, 14 at the half, outscored by 14 in each half, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, some highlights, some not-so-good things, but obviously overall uh, a relatively easy win and probably the – well, probably the last one we'll get like that this year. I mean, who knows? Um, but the last one you see on the schedule that looks that way at least. Our last recording that we put up was just our live feed from the two of us watching the game for about two quarters, most of the first half. Uh, during that, which I was listening back to, Matt, you said after Benjamin broke the touchdown run the first – of his three, you said, this is the sort of game where we need to do that and he should get over 100 yards. Maybe we should have a couple hundred-yard runners. <laughs> Instead, we had one Eno Benjamin who rushed for 312 yards on 30 carries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, part of the symptom of that is exactly what, you know, that we let them kind of sneak back in the game. And, and I think, you know, only up by 14 going to the fourth. And so you can't pull your starters. I mean, when we were up 24 to three, I felt like, all right, maybe, you know, another guy gets all the carries in the second half or most of the second half. It ended up having to be him. Um, and I don't know if, if any of the backup quarterbacks played. I don't know. Um, I guess it was just Manning. So, yeah, but uh, he was great. I mean, you know, there were there were big holes there, and he was uh, taking advantage of them. And made guys miss those first two touchdown runs. Both were, you know, should have been 10-yard gains, and he made them touchdowns. Um, so, you know, he – can't say too much bad about him last night. It made sense that we were able to gash the Beavers. Their run defense was porous, and, and we took advantage. Even without Casey Tucker in the lineup, yeah. we were able to pick up uh, 396 yards rushing in the game, which that's that's a lot. Yeah, and yeah, you can win a yeah. lot of football games rushing for 396 Absolutely. yards. Absolutely. I mean, when you do, you're usually ahead, and we were, and, uh, and, and you can stay ahead. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, it, I doubt we'll match that number the rest of the year, but it's what we needed to do uh, on that night to, you know, to have an easy win and take advantage of a bad run defense. Like we said during the game, I think they put up at one point during the game they were, you know, second second worst in the country as far as yards per carry against, um, and that only got worse, I'm sure, last night. Manny Wilkins, meanwhile, uh, rushed for 61 yards on nine carries. He finished the day 14 of 25 for 162 and three touchdowns. Missed a couple uh, yeah. wide-open receivers, including a sure touchdown to Kyle Williams that got erased when, you know, Benjamin yeah. ran the ball in from On the, the next play. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it should not be overlooked that he has seemed off this whole season. And, and you know, the report came out after the game. He had the flu or flu-like yeah. symptoms. And, you know, they didn't need him to do much. And, and they stuck with the running game, which was a bugaboo for Likens. Right. He didn't do that. You know, at times right. it felt like, um, but this new emphasis, if they can keep this up, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, it was a big focus against Washington. And then last night, you know, when you get ahead and you're having success, I mean, it's it's easy to keep doing something when it's working. You you know, sometimes that isn't the case with football coaches, but more often than not, if something's working, they're going to keep doing it. It'll be interesting as, you know, now we put this on tape that we could be this type of running team and teams are going to try to take this away from us. And, 
you know, can we can we keep at it? Can we have success anyway? Can Manny, you know, have a big game? He really hasn't had one this year as far as statistically a giant game. Um, you know, last night was what you needed. I mean, you know, he didn't turn the ball over. He, he threw three touchdowns. Like, that's, that's all you needed from him in that moment. But as the next seven games unfold, there's going to be times when we need him to make big plays in the second half, and hopefully he can. We'll see. Nikhil Harry, five catches for 84 yards and a touchdown. He also had a run. Uh, officially, it was a six-yard run for a score. Yeah. Uh, the, the team needs him to be involved in the offense. And if the running game is this wide open, you would think that there will be opportunities for him without a safety over the top or without a linebacker right. che- cheating over. You'd hope so, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's uh, it's good to see that he had a better game, couldn't have a much, you know, statistically less impactful game than what he had against Washington. A lot of that was a function of just not going to him, it seemed like. Um, so it was good to see him get a little more involved, uh, get a touchdown catch and a touchdown run in the second half and, uh, you know, look a little more comfortable. But, again, we'll, we'll see what this passing game can be uh, starting this week when we, you know, face a now a top 25 team in Colorado, then another one in Stanford. Uh, maybe one in USC by the time they're, you know, I think they're at the bottom of the top 25 now. So the month ahead is tough. Um, but, you know, last night was, was good to see. Uh, defensively, five sacks, a fumble recovery from Erlen Robertson. Um, you know, I guess Lawal looked impressive in the yeah. first half. Rennell Wren did Rennell Wren things, which <laughs> were – you know, which which I'm starting to come around to your line of thinking, which is it it may be that teams are just feeding into this and well, letting him bust I up mean, the line. It seems like we've seen that now the last, you know, especially San Diego State did it to us a lot, and then Oregon State did it, um, you know, just just running past him, uh, much like a, a, you know, a pass rusher. And he's not coming from a pass rush spot, he's coming from the inside. But, you know, the same idea that, you know, hey, if he's going to burst up the line, well, just, you know, run the other way and he's out of the play. They did it. I mean, you know, the one, the one big concern about last night is their running back had over 250 yards rushing. Uh, and so, you know, while it's great that Eno had 300-plus, it continues to be a concern. Now, this is three weeks in a row that we've struggled stopping the run. And, you know, teams are just going to keep doing it to us until we prove we can solve it. Yeah, Jamar Jefferson, 31 carries, 254 yards, and a pair of touchdowns. Um, there's not much more you can say. No. Then, then that's not good. No, and, no. I mean, just like we talked about during the game, it felt like we either got to stop at the at the line of scrimmage, or he could he would get you know 15 yards. And you know, I mean, yeah, you love the stops at the line of scrimmage. If you get a bunch of those, that's great. But it seemed like there was no second level. Um, you know, if he was breaking through that first level, he was getting, you know, a first down or more. Um, the second touchdown that he had, you know, was a play, just a simple handoff, it seemed like. And he just, you know, cuts it up and in the end zone, you know, in the blink of an eye because no one put up any resistance. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's big time concerning to me uh, because, you know, the, the tape is out there now that we struggle to stop the run, and that is a really hard thing to fix midseason. Uh, I've seen that from a lot of teams I've followed, and, and, you know, you can bet Colorado and Stanford and USC, those upcoming opponents are noticing the same thing. Well, this also comes back to the Danny Gonzalez statement at the start of the year 
we're going to add more sure. down linemen if we need it. Sure. It still doesn't seem like we're playing a lot with four down linemen no, at no, all. I agree. Not, um, not so far. Not that I've seen at least, yeah. You know, the linebackers have been solid, especially considering how young they are, or at least inexperienced, with the exception of Jalen Harvey, who right. looked lost Yes, Had a couple of four plays there on that touchdown drive that, that we were talking about. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's been some potential there. And hopefully it can get better, but it's it's uh, definitely a concern, you know, as as this season goes forward. We cannot be letting teams get that much on the ground against us because, you know, we're not going to be able, let's be honest, we're not going to be able to run for 300 yards against everybody. That's not going to happen again, and so you, you've got to be able to do better than that. Looking around the rest of the South, USC was able to uh, go into Tucson and get a win, uh, although – not in the most convincing of fashions no, as they, they they were up big and, and let uh, Arizona come roaring back in the fourth yeah. quarter. Uh, Colorado on Friday, you know, handled its business against a, a UCLA team that is getting some uh, some chirping from the fan base yes. about Chip Kelly's job. Yes, thirty eight sixteen in that one. Colorado probably. Seems like the class of the South right I mean, now. So far, they are. They're the only undefeated team um, overall, and I think the only one without a conference loss, right? I mean, Arizona's 1-1. One one. Utah's, I think, 0-2 now. Yeah. Um, USC's got a loss to Stanford. We've obviously got a loss, and UCLA just started with a loss and, and, and is 0 for the season so far. Um, so they have been now, you know, like we've talked about these last few days um and you know over the last week or so they haven't beaten anybody of consequence and hopefully you know will be the best team they face and maybe expose some of their flaws but they they've got a a heck of a good wide receiver and the Chenault kid who's come out of nowhere um and Montez is playing great and yeah you know it's a tough place to go play I mean it always is so that'll that'll be a good test and they they definitely you know look like Right now, at least, the team to beat in the South, which is not what you would have expected at the start of the year. It'll be interesting to see how ASU responds to having to play some day football. This mm-hmm. is going to be the earliest kickoff by six hours. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, it'll be uh, you know a trip on the road where we're 0-2 now, um, and that's been a thing. You know, I mean, it just it feels like we're not able to get over this hump on the road consistently. And, and, you know, you don't expect to win every road game. I get it. You know, things are not going to be as easy. But um, the last two games have been kind of the same similar patterns as what we had in 2015, 16, 17 with Todd Graham, where we, you know, the only road games we could win were really against very much inferior competition. And this will be another one that it's a good team. And if we don't play well, they're going to beat us. You made mention of the Utes uh, falling to 0-2. They lost 28-24 to the Cougars of Washington State. Uh, Utah lost last week to Washington 21-7. This week they're traveling to Stanford. Wow. And 0-3 start at the beginning of the conference season, it's something they can overcome, but that is tough. Tough, because, yeah, I mean, they still haven't played SC. Uh, Obviously, we get them at home. Um, Trying to think who else. So, So that's three of their four out-of-division opponents. Obviously, they I guess they haven't played anybody yet in the division, so it's an opportunity to make up some ground on teams. But, yeah, 0-3, I mean, I picked them to win the South, and uh, 0-3 would be a tough one to overcome. Now, we'll see what Stanford, you know, Bryce Love got hurt. And, um, that's not a gimme for Stanford, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that would be a tough 
thing to you know hill to climb because you probably I think you got to go six and three to win the division and it feels like probably that's just most likely five and four I doubt it. Yeah, well, and Utah's got the short straw when it came to scheduling. They yeah. they get Oregon, Stanford. Washington, Washington State. So their two, their other their wow. misses are Cal and Oregon Cal, State. Oregon State. Now Cal's good, but Oregon State obviously is not. Um, and, and the rest of the North is good. I mean, we've seen how Oregon's pretty good. I mean, they they should be undefeated, probably in the top fifteen in the country right now. They had blown that game last week. They went to Cal and dispatched them pretty easily last night. It looked like so. Yeah, that's uh, you know that is a tough draw. You're right, uh, and and certainly a tough start to get you know three of those teams right off the bat. In the conference, at least. Uh, the Pac-12 didn't do much to raise its national no. profile this week. Uh, Stanford played a tight game early with Notre Dame, uh, and then the wheels came off, and they yeah. wound up dropping that one in South Bend, 38-17. Um, Book looked good, four yeah. touchdowns, 278 yards passing. K.J. Costello, very pedestrian, 15 of 27 for 174, touchdown and a pick. Yeah. Uh, and Love, you know, got dinged up again. Yes, he did, and, and started out apparently pretty good, and then, you know, really got bottled up as the game went along. Now, Notre Dame's got a pretty good defense. I mean, they, they've, they've uh, you know, they, they really turned it around completely last year from where they were in 2016 in that disastrous season for them. And they lost their defensive coordinator, and I wondered what they would look like, but they look really good still. And, you know, it's not a it's not a crushing loss for Stanford. They can still find their way back into the playoff if things break right. They obviously have to win out, I think, just to do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the two marquee out-of-conference games so far this year, Stanford lost to Notre Dame and Washington lost neutral site to Auburn, and those things don't help the, the Pac-12 in trying to get back in the playoff where they were not last year. We're going to preview ASU's game against Colorado later this week, but we're going to pivot and talk a little bit about the NFL because, Matt, you got to visit yes. the, the holy land of Lambeau Field. Yeah, today. yeah, it was cool. Very cool. Yep, yep. It's been uh, it's been a heck of a sports weekend. Um, capped off by a trip to Lambeau and a very unique uh, atmosphere, you know, just around it. and Fun game. Bill's... Did not play very well, obviously. Uh, the opposite struggled. of the Vikings game. Yes, it was exactly the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Josh Allen looked like a rookie with the throw into the end zone that was picked off and, you know, cost him points there at the end of the half. And, um, you know, the Packers just did enough. Like, they, they got two touchdowns there in the first half. And really, I didn't think we're that sharp offensively in the second half. But yeah, didn't have three to. Three field goals. Yeah, and, you didn't have and to. And the defense it. held. Yeah, yeah. So, um you know, it was it was a fun game and just a really cool atmosphere. And you know, like I told you on the drive back, uh, September was a, was a good month for me. Checked off two places that I you know always wanted to see: um, Duke Campbell in Tallahassee and now Lambeau here. Pretty good month, yeah, yeah. It's been been fun. Looking around uh, the NFL, a lot of. Blowouts and then a lot of close games. Really and close not, games. And not a lot of games. Yeah. You know, not a lot of middle. Not a lot of no, ten point victories as we not had too in some many. of the night Yeah, game the here. morning games were you know about half and half. Some real thrillers and some blowouts. And it seems like the afternoon game. You know, we had we we got back here to see the end of the Browns and the Raiders, which went to OT. Uh, I know the Seahawks won on a last second field goal. Um, so yeah, there were some some good ones today and and some absolute blowouts. And we'll see. 
you know, we're sitting here watching the very beginning of Pittsburgh-Baltimore now. We'll see where this one goes. That's usually a pretty good game. They usually play, you know, very competitive, tight games. But, uh, yeah, some some interesting games, you know, the Houston Indy game with their decision to go for it on fourth down in their own territory, Colts, and, you know, ended up losing at the end. Uh, Tennessee, heck of a win for them. I mean, after the bad loss to open the year at Miami, come back and won three in a row, and, you know, they're, they're a pretty good team, I guess. I mean, I think it was easy to dispatch them after week one, but that's a big win for them to come back and then win an OT against Philly. The other game as ASU fans that we should note is uh, the Buccaneers under Dirk Cutter return to Dirk Cutter-like football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 48-10 was the final. The Bears improving to 3-1 and one in that game. Dirk Cutter in a post-game interview said, everyone on the field should be fired starting with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, he might he, get his wish in about 12, 13 weeks, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah. The decision was made uh, to go back to Jameis Winston. The route was on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things – Cutter said, and, and I think it's true, you, it's hard to put all of it on Fitzpatrick. That, sure. You know, when you, when you allow 48 points. Six touchdown passes is, is not on your quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, he was not as good, obviously, to start. And he wasn't as good last week. But that, I mean, you and I discussed it. And, I, I you know, I'm not anti-Ryan Fitzpatrick. But he is who he is. We know this. He's, he's been in the league for close to 15 years now. We've seen his ups and his downs. He's a really good backup quarterback, but if you're starting him for 16 games, he's going to give you games like this. Uh, you know, so I, I feel like to me, I mean, they've got a decision to make on Jameis Winston after the year. Don't you want to have as much evidence to make that decision as possible? And the last 12 weeks should be, you know, that time to make that decision because he's looked good at times and not so good at times. Uh, to me, it just seems like you've got to go back to him, but. We'll see. They got their bye this week, so we may not find out right away. Kevin Brady, I'm sorry that there were two podcasts on back-to-back days. I, <laughs> I don't think you listen anymore. We we did our best. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, we will be back middle of the week to preview ASU Colorado. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. He saluted. Yes, and I did. And it's the Ben and Matt Sports <laughs> guys.